Hey guys, welcome to Triple Threat Training, where my goal is to equip the saints, spirit, soul, and body. From spiritual growth to mental health and physical health, my desire is to equip people to stand strong in every area of their lives. Throughout this podcast, I am bringing you trusted voices that have impacted me deeply and helped me grow spiritually, mentally, and physically. The purpose of Triple Threat Training is to address common issues that we experience in life and how we can function properly, spirit, soul, and body, just as God intended. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Triple Threat Training. I promise you that I was having some incredible guests on the podcast and um, here is one of them, Daytona. (laughs) She is joining me today for just a powerful testimony and story of healing, dealing with PTSD. And I mean, we're just going to have an incredible, honest conversation around that topic in general, you know, what seems to be taboo anymore in the church of just not wanting to have the hard conversations. And so I had heard Daytona's testimony literally a few days ago, and I'm like, (laughs) I have got to have her on the podcast. And she graciously agreed to join me (laughs) and get it going. And I'm so excited. So Daytona, welcome. Thank you you so much for joining me. Uh, Can you just share a little bit of who you are? Sure. So I'm Daytona. I'm so grateful to be on here. Um, Let's see. I'm a daughter, sister, friend, wife, mama, and there's my daughter in the background right there, actually. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I, uh, my husband, daughter, two dogs. um, I'm an army brat. uh, So moved around a lot growing up and uh, work at our local church and I like to paint. So I think that's and I run occasionally, not fast, but I run. <laughs> it's more about distance and longevity. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's how I am. I like running, but I only like running long distance, like sprinting. That's for the birds. Let's just, that's right. That's right. I mean, I like getting places fast, but I'd rather get there in good condition. That's you know? right. <laughs> Any long run I've done. Well, uh, I have some friends, we've done the Disney princess half marathon a few times oh, cool. and my goals are always to end upright with a natural pulse. And that's (laughs) the standard I set for myself. (laughs) That's, that's incredible. I've never run a half marathon. Sometime I thought maybe I'll get a wild hair one of these days and run one, but I haven't got it yet. Like I'll just, it's not time yet, but anyway, um, I'm so excited for you to share your story. Um, so we're just going to dive right on into it. And if you just want to unpack Wherever sure. you want to start, just go ahead and unpack your story and we'll okay. go from there. <laughs> goodness. Um, well, it starts, uh, goodness, a long time ago, <laughs> many moons ago. Uh, no, so something, key factors, I already shared that I'm an army brat. Um, something else that is key to this story is that I have um, a heart condition called prolonged QT syndrome. So it's just an electrical disorder that kind of makes my heart a little bit wonky sometimes. Um, that causes some issues and some parameters that I got to set in my life and just have, um, you know, from whenever we found out about it. Um, but it hasn't really stopped me. Like I, like I said, I get to run, which is really cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm very thankful for that. And, uh, what's, what's crazy is how it all kind of connects. I love how faithful God is. Um, all right. So army brat, we moved my senior year of high school over to Germany and, uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful country. And, um, we moved there 
in 2002. Um, and then in 2003, when uh, in January, I had started passing out. Um, so my growing up, I was asymptomatic. And uh, then my senior year of high school just started passing out, which was great and super awkward. I would be, you know, new school, <laughs> new kid, when my senior year started passing out. So I, um, you know, it was just kind of, that was tough. And then because they were running tests and things like that. And then um, my, uh, my dad got deployed and March of 2003, the day it was actually declared um, a war in Iraq, um, I got admitted to the hospital um, just because I, I collapsed one, one too many times in class. And um, so they decided based on family history, my heart condition, um, that I needed a, a pacemaker defibrillator installed. So what was unfortunate about the transition of um, the war being declared in Iraq, the sentiment from uh, the local German population when we first moved there was very sympathetic um, after 9-11 because we moved there in 2002. But then there was like this light switch um, after the war was declared in Iraq. Um, we had military or uh, protesters burn down our, um, or burn, set fire to our military gates. We had to take down our American flags and nameplates. Um, I had some nurses spit on my floor. Um, uh, we got followed in stores, there's <laughs> people shouting at us. And if my friends and I were out speaking English and somebody was upset about that, we're like, oh, we're from Toronto. What's the problem? <laughs> oh gosh, oh gosh. No, nobody was mad at the people from Toronto, right? They just hated Americans. Yeah. Um, so uh, so with that, my mom um, you know, met, met me at the hospital and they said, all right, we'll be able to get you into the OR in eight days. And I was like, great, so I'll, I'll see you in eight days. And they're like, no, your heart's too unstable. Um, we need to keep you here. Um, so 17 at the time and, uh, the pediatric car, the military pediatric cardiologist, he was deployed, um, to Iraq. So I couldn't see him. They couldn't fly me back to the States cause the terrorist threat was too high. And they said my heart was too unstable. Um, so it had to be this hospital, which is just cosmically ironic. <laughs> um, um, so we had some nurses that were very kind. One nurse brought me a German English dictionary and, um, you know, she was like, I'll try and learn English better. You try and learn German better. That way I can help you. And then some of the other nurses said really awful things and told my mom and I how ashamed we should be for being an Americans. And um, my mom actually bought the other bed because it was a semi-private room, but we were afraid someone was going to try and hurt me. Um, so it's just, it was a really scary, scary yeah. thing. Um, now she had had the same procedure done back in the States a few months prior. Um, so I was like, okay, well, let's see what, all right. Like a see the, the result of it, right? Like she's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but I was really anxious. Right. And I was like, Oh gracious. So of course, um, like, I was like, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm like, my dad's deployed. Yeah. I keep passing out. I don't know why. Um, yeah. people are mad at me and I'm like, look, I don't want to be here anymore than you don't want me here. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I don't know what to tell you. We're both upset right now at this yeah. point. <laughs> it's like, you're spinning for good. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, okay. I'm Sorry for my existence. Um, so uh, the night before, man, I was so anxious. And um, so I just, I prayed that God would give me peace and um, was like, man, I'm, I'm so afraid. And uh, so the next day uh, when I got to the OR, 
um, just being on the operating table, they have like this wide strap that goes, you know, over your arm, under your torso, over your arm, just so your own body weight keeps you from, from rolling off. Well, they started doing the procedure without anesthesia. Um, and so I started screaming and, um, but my arms, since they were strapped down by my own body weight, like I couldn't fight. Um, so I started kicking and just screaming. Um, so they laid two nurses over my legs for them to keep doing the surgery. And, you know, there's been so many times of all the different parts of what happened. I feel like that was one of the hardest parts because there are two women nurses and I just yeah. feel like women got to stick together, right? Yeah. Like we got to be for right. each other and encourage each other. So, um, I had, it was, I think the word that comes to mind is sublime. Like it was beyond my recognition what was happening. I was like the amount of hate and the amount of pain, I couldn't process it. Um, so I, and he was struggling to put, so the procedures they make, and I apologize for anybody where this is a touch graphic, they make a pocket under your skin um, for the device to go into. And then there's two wires that go um, up and through some blood vessels down into your heart. Well, he was struggling placing them in, in my heart. So he would yank them out and it was, ah, oh, the sounds, I just, yeah. oh, I it was awful. So I started singing my all-time favorite song, which is God of Wonders, um, just to, to just check out, right? And I prayed um, at the a part of the surgery that God would just let me die. I was like, I, this is too much, right? This, I don't, I'm not the one that decided to go to war. Right. I don't understand any of this. I don't want to be here anyways. And, um, I don't understand why there's so much hate, you know, it's just, and I don't understand why these, these women are on my legs and, um, why nobody, I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to be able to trust these people. You know, it's just like, isn't there something above our nationality that just connects us. And, yeah. um, so I prayed, I prayed that God would let me die. Um, so the surgery ended up lasting a little over two and a half hours um, coming out, I saw my mom and just started screaming, like telling her everything that had happened. And, um, so when I was in recovery, she facilitated me getting pain medicine for the first time. And, um, then I prayed that that night, I prayed that I would forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember looking down and seeing like the iodine that was still so on. And I thought it was blood. And my mom was like, no, it's iodine. And I, uh, I thought it made more sense for me for it to be blood. What had happened. Like I was expecting something a lot more for it to look like a crime scene. Cause that's yeah, what right. it felt like. Right. Right? And, right. Um, so that night I just, I prayed that I would forget, um, the sounds, the hate, all, all of it. And then, um, just feeling left. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I cried out. There wasn't anybody to help. And, um, yeah, so that was awful. And, um, fortunately I had the opportunity to confront the surgeon. Um, I was like, I'll never get over this if I don't Mm -hmm. just see this guy. And, but it was the craziest thing. So when he came into the room, it was like an out of body experience. I freaked out and like, and I would talk holding my arm up and like my head tilted to guard this part of my body. Like I wasn't even aware that I was doing it. And my mom would be like, all right, head up, baby. Like you gotta, you gotta sit up. Um, but he came in and I freaked out. I was like, no, no, like I gotta, I gotta talk to him. So just asking him, like, why'd you do it? Like, right. come on. <laughs> like, motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. And, uh, he said, he goes next time, kick and scream in German. 
got up and he left the room. Wow. And I was like, so just to be faced with, I think, authentic evil. Right. Right. Like authentic hate. Yeah. Um, uh, was de- de- detrimental and damaging for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. Um, I would let like my mom and maybe a couple other friends hug me and that was it. Yeah. Um, I struggled with gracious. Um, yeah, got diagnosed with PTSD and depression, um, anxiety, all, all of it. Like it, they usually bleed into one another. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they had me on, um, Xanax, they had me on sleep aids. They had me on, um, a regular antidepressant. Um, oh, and it was, it was such a dark, um, dark season after mm-hmm. that. And I was so, um, lost and right. broken and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I was like, I just, I didn't get it. And, mm-hmm. um, I was so mad. So, um, goodness, where to go from there. Um, I unfortunately got addicted to the medicine. So after, so I finished high school, it was my senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, and for my graduation present, I asked for a one-way ticket back to Kansas. And, um, I moved in with my grandparents for, uh, the summer after my, uh, after I graduated and my, uh, first semester of college, um, you know, worked part-time and then started going to school that fall. Um, but in the process of that, uh, really just got twisted up, right? I was really struggling with like a victim mentality with all of that. It was unnecessarily defensive on things and just was so unhealthy and, um, yeah, got addicted to a combination of the medicine because I noticed what if I took the right amount, um, I didn't have to feel anything. Right. And I, I had contemplated suicide and actually figured it was like, well, if I take the right amount, then I would just go to sleep because I was having night terrors and flashbacks. And it was just such a, a nightmare, um, existence mm-hmm. for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, God brought, brought a great support system for me between my mom, sister, grandparents, youth pastor counselors. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, I was at work one day uh, messaging my mom or what I thought was messaging my mom on instant messenger when that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I guess it was just gibberish cause I was uh, on all the medicine. So I was not myself and right. my grandparents. So she called my, my uh, grandparents in Kansas and was like, you, you gotta go get Daytona. Like she's, she's not talking any sense. And right. um, so they came and picked me up. And my grandpa said, Hey, I need your purse. And I was like, wait, what do you need my purse for? He's like, just give me your purse. Then he dumped everything out. And I was like, things are about to get really ugly. This is, this is going to be very difficult. And, um, yeah, it was, it was awful. So I had to go through my own little detox living with my grandparents and I was so mean to them. Um, and they were very consistent and loved me. Um, when I imagine it was quite difficult to do so. And, um, so I remember it was like three days after that, I came downstairs finally, like not sweaty and angry. (laughs) And I was like, I said, I'm really sorry. And, uh, I said, I know I've been very mean. And my grandpa made a comment about the weather. My grandma put pancakes down in front of me and that was it. They never, they never brought it up again. 
and thank God uh, for grandparents. Thank God for my grandparents. That's right. Um, so yeah, there was uh, yeah that was that was difficult, but um, you know I was able to you know going to counseling. My mom had um, challenged me to be able to. We needed to get to a place where we could pray for the surgeon. Mm-hmm. And I really wish <laughs> I could say like, oh well, absolutely. I wanted to pray for this surgeon. I did not respond to that initial challenge. My prayer would have been, well. like, listen, I will pray. I will pray, but that's I right. don't think God's going to want to hear this prayer. That's know? right. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it did not happen overnight <laughs> at all. Um, but something I would do, I would draw, like, as I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I knew I couldn't keep living with the residue of everything that had happened. I just felt like it was just coding everything that was in me. And um, so I would draw what I thought it would look like, what the surgery looked like. Um, I draw what it felt like, you know, I draw what I had seen. And mm-hmm. um, they were really, really awful pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, the prayers in that season um, were very, I think broken is the best word for it. Cause I would read the book of Psalms and David's like, Oh, I cried out and God answered me. And I was like, I cried out. Where were you? And so I was just angry, like angry at everybody. And, um, I mean, it it took a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. so on the anniversary, I'm going to share all sorts of, uh, super spiritual things like on the, so the surgery happened March 27th, 2003. Um, and I would, uh, on every anniversary, I would get drunk and say really mean things about all things Germany, mm-hmm. um, which was really Christ-like, <laughs> but I was just, it was where I was at. Yeah. And, um, I was, I was mad and my heart was broken and hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and struggling and just all of it. Like I was, you know, I I hated the scar, right. And everything that it represented and, um, you know, little by little, um, you know, God brought in a a friend of mine who she's this beautiful blonde haired German girl and was one of the kindest people ever. Um, you know, my mom stuck by me. Um, my sister reached out at, um, at just the right times when I was really struggling with the suicidal thoughts. Um, she would call and, um, you know, just a bunch of different counselors through over the years. It wasn't like a one-time visit and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had the opportunity to speak at different groups, just kind of share, share my story. Mm-hmm. And after talking to one women's group, um, this lady came up and, uh, she said, Hey, and cause I told her, cause my mom and I got to a point where we could pray for the surgeon. Right. And, uh, at first it was kind of through gritted teeth that I was doing the prayer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, was, uh, and then little by little, it's just like, man, I hope we just realize this, what he's done and like recognizes his value. Right. right? Cause something that, um, my mom was like encouraging me with was that Christ died for him too, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't, Christ saying it's finished, uh, except that guy. Right. Yeah. And, um, so that was a hard thing to wrap my brain around. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyways, so I'd shared that with this group of women and somebody had come up afterward and she said, Hey, you've given me a goal. Um, 
going through my story. I said, man, I would, I'd love to hear that. And she said, when I was like 12, I got sold um, into a marriage relationship that was not good mm. um, and had to escape. And uh, she's like, so my new goal is to get to a point where I can pray for my father and the man that he sold me to. Mm. I was like, all right, well, you need to be up here next time telling you me like we should, we should switch. But it was eye opening that um, just the, the innate connection that trauma can build with people, right? Because our circumstances are wildly different, right? But there's this element of something, uh, an experience that punctuates your understanding of control and justice and right right wrong and um right so it's just that's fascinating um but i would say that helped start the answer of um, my prayer when i asked god to give me peace about it because it was mm-hmm. like well if what happened to me can encourage somebody else maybe good can come from it what happened was not good right right but it i don't it was i think the first glimpse that I realized it wasn't going to be wasted. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was encouraging. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Real quick. No, you're fine. I was going to say, and you know, just as you're sharing this, you know, and just the, the realness of dealing with trauma, you yeah. know, and then talking about just a stigma around mental health and dealing right. with PTSD, dealing with depression, bipolar, anxiety, all of those things, you know, we forget that those things are often a, a response, our bodies responding right. to something that has gone right. on with us. And so it's not that, you know, there, you know, there are, I'm, <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, you know, but just mental health is something that I'm very passionate about because yeah, Yeah. there are times that there are things that are chemically imbalanced within us that need to be taken care of. Right. But then other things are a response to what we've been through and we're not crazy for dealing with some of these things. We're not, you know, it's not one of those things like, Oh, well you you have to speak to the mountain, you know, and, and you do like, you have to overcome and heal those things but it's, it's a process. It is Absolutely. a process of ebbing and flowing of like, there's a lot of highs, there's a lot of lows. And yeah. just because you experience a low doesn't mean you're not on the healing end of right. things, you know, because it's, it's continual. Like I, I bet you're still healing from things, you yes. know, as you've walked through it, like it's, it's like sanctification. It's a continual mm, process. Yes. You know? Um, and so I love that you're sharing I love that you're sharing the depth of this because I feel like people need to know that bad things happen and it's right. like, we, we just can't prevent it living in a fallen world, but that doesn't mean that we have to live and stay in that brokenness. Yes. That doesn't mean that we have to experience unforgiveness or hatred or whatever. And holding somebody within the bounds of unforgiveness is not justifying, you know, forgiving somebody does not justify what they've done. Absolutely. And so I love that you're going through that. And that was something that, you know, your mom had encouraged you to do, you know, of like Christ died for him too. And trust me, there are a lot of times that I'm like, are you sure? 
Right. <laughs> are, are we talking about the same person here? Because what yeah. I'm seeing and what you're seeing, yeah. I feel like they're two different things, you know? So yeah. it is, and it is, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to reconcile when yeah. somebody has hurt you that bad, regardless what it is. And, and let me just say like, there's, there's no levels to this. Like if you've experienced trauma, you have experienced trauma, like everybody's story is going to be different. And so anyway, now I'm, now I'm rambling. No, you're (laughs) not. No, I think, I think, well, I like what you're saying, um, with, with choosing not to live in it. Right. Cause I, I think it's this messy combination of organic healing and, Mm -hmm. and living intentionally. Right. right. Because there are times when, um, if I'm not mindful, mm-hmm. be will like be on the defense quicker than what I should, right? right. It doesn't negate that I come from victory. It doesn't right. negate that, you know, Christ is for me and that, um, you know, he's the Lord's done tremendous things through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think there's layers to healing, yes. um, where, trauma is universal. I just recently read, um, oh gracious. I got to look, I got, cause this is, I did the audible version of it. So it wasn't like me actually like reading, reading it, but I listened to it. (laughs) Um, but it was, uh, and I guess the, the quote in there was, um, was it the choice by Dr. Edith Eva, Eva eager. Uh, I'm probably butchering her name. But she had said suffering is uh, universal, uh, healing is optional. And that really spoke to me. Mm -hmm. So because there's this mindset that I would slip into, like a woe is me. I can't believe this happened to me. Where like my perspective was just turned in on myself. Whereas like what happened? Yes, it was awful. It was evil. Um, It was wrong. It was, you know, it wasn't just at all. Um, but I was turning it. It's like that, like I was the only one that had ever gone through something traumatic and didn't understand that. Like it was, yeah, my perspective, it, I feel like it was almost like my perspective got knocked over. Like if it was a jar, like it spilt out, but spilt out the wrong way. Right. When, um, you know, our posture from a healed perspective is, Hey, how can this be used to, to help? Right. And then, and again, it it takes time. I don't, I don't regret my wallowing, uh, I knew I, uh, I just, I couldn't unpack there. Right. right? Like there's right. the seasons of the yuck and the, yeah. ugh, all of that is <laughs> the technical term. I believe yeah. is that, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I almost feel like that's needed. It's like, get all the ugly out, say, get everything out. Cause it's just like, then as you're healing, nothing's left to, to fester. In right. There. Right. Um, so, and that's, I think holding on to, and like the addiction to, um, all the medicines, um, it was creating just like this festering mm-hmm. and um yeah so that was that was difficult yeah. um so goodness where yeah. were we so on your, your <laughs> prayers I know that there were three prayers that you yes prayed, and this was just this like when I listened to this I'm like okay this is wow this is just okay so I would love for you to unpack that and I know you were starting to share you know just what you, your first prayer was Lord, give me peace, you know, yeah, over yeah. That. so go ahead sure. and unpack that. Yes. Um, I think any time I've had the opportunity to connect with somebody, um, over, uh, a share or a, uh, the trauma part of, of anybody, anybody that's suffered, there's this level of empathy that I think 
people that have gone through trauma can offer in a way that nobody else can. Um, so little by little getting peace with, um, it almost like it would get dropped in Mm -hmm. whenever I'd get to connect with somebody, um, Mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, little by little not seeing it as just the impact of what happened to me, but like what God can do through it. And then knowing that, you know, God was with me in that and that he didn't, um, he didn't want that to happen. And, um, but he's not, letting it get wasted either. Um, so that really the peace one and now not being insecure about my scars or thinking that it's ugly. Um, my aunt had challenged me to view it like a pink ribbon that it, you know, it doesn't, um, define me. It just shows that that what was there didn't kill me. You know, what happened to me? Um, it's, it's been taken care of. Um, you know, it's not a wound anymore. It's a scar. So, um, that one, yeah, that it's it. Hindsight is a very cool thing to yes. see it kind of dropped in little by little, right? Because I, I would be um, making it up if I was like, oh yeah, whole time, like totally got why God, <laughs> why why this happened, and you know, um, the third prayer. That's yeah. So the I'll get to the second one. What's great is that it, it's not a fluid timeline. I think how it all played <laughs> yeah. out. Um, yeah. So the third prayer of wanting to forget. So like I said, super spiritual, got drunk every anniversary of it, said really awful things. So little by little, I stopped doing that. Um, But would, um, you know, the anniversary was not something to, I didn't view it as something to celebrate. I viewed almost like a, like a Memorial Day, where it was like pausing to remember this injustice. And it was like, hey, some point there's got to be like this pivot forward though. It's like, yeah, what happened was awful and wrong, but it's just like, but if I keep remembering and staying stuck on that, it's going to handicap me, right? It's just going to punctuate my progress. Um, so in 2015, um, I was flying out, um, for my sister's wedding, which was, uh, a very special event. And I was very excited about all that woke up on March 28th, like, man, I feel like I forgot something like, and just the, the whirlwind mm-hmm. chaotic joy of, uh, of a wedding. And we were all staying at my parents' house and it was so much fun. And I was like, Oh, let me check like my maid of honor to-do list. What did I miss? Um, and then it hit me that I had gone through, um, March 27th without thinking about the surgery for the first time. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool that it was because it was something for my sister, um, mm-hmm. that was a distraction. And, so I, while I don't love that it took me 12 years to get to that part, right. there's something very uh, encouraging that it, it was okay that it took 12 years, yeah. right? Like there's no yeah. timeline of like, okay, you got to be better. And it's just like, well, no, if we come from the posture of like, we come, we come from victory, but I'm struggling right now. Yeah. Right? Like, I think there's space for both of those feelings. And, mm-hmm. um, so that was, that was fun. So being able to, to finally forget. But what's cool now is on the anniversary, uh, it's something to celebrate for me, not the event, but what God's done from it. Um, I'm alive, right? Like I was able to list so many relational things about my life during my intro because I'm alive, right? Like (laughs) there's there's something to that. And, um, and I'm battery operated. So in a run, I'm outlast everybody. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, the, so the second, which brings me to the second prayer, you know, me asking, um, 
asking God to let me die. I, uh, it's always, it always makes me sad when I think about that to be in a place, uh, where that would have been my prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, I wish I could go back and hug 17 year old me and be like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Um, just hang in there. Um, but yeah, he said no to that one, Yeah, which was encouraging. Um, but it's, so I'm a mom now of, um, an awesome, vivacious, chatty five-year-old named Misha. And, uh, she shares the same heart diagnosis that I do. Um, and there was, you know, I was praying during my pregnancy, man, her heart, she's not going to have this. It's going to be great. She's going to have this strong and untroubled heart. And then you got the news that we do have the same diagnosis. And you know, that was a bit of a, a gut punch as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's cool. So I was like, man, what do I, what do I do with this information? And I said, well, man, my mom's had to hear that that twice about my sister and I. So I called her, I was like, man, what do I do? And she's like, well, you let it be the gut punch that it is. You give it to God and then you go home and play with your daughter because yeah. that's what she needs you to do is be your mama. Mm-hmm. Um, so her name um, is Misha Daniel. And we got Misha from the book of uh, Daniel from uh, Daniel three with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego where they tell Nebuchadnezzar that they're not gonna bow down to him. Mm-hmm. They're like, God will save us. But even if he doesn't, we're not gonna, we still won't bow down to you. And my husband and I really liked that audacious faith um, that even if he doesn't, he's still good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but we joke though, because the moment before they got thrown into the fire, you gotta wonder, like, if they're like, well, this is a bad idea. <laughs> like, probably, like, okay, wait, what was I thinking? What about that, what about that hard to bow down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, can I go back? <laughs> All I gotta do is bend um, my knees just a little that's bit. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It'll just be like a squat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> this uh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, you know, they, and God rescued them and, you know, they weren't spared the fire, but they were spared the impact of the fire. You know, they didn't die. And so it's like, wow, I wasn't spared the surgery or, um, you know, I wasn't spared the hate, but I was spared death in mm-hmm. that. And, um, you know, that's, I think the, the older I get, the more impactful that it's hard not to get emotional when I think of, mm-hmm. um, when I think of that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just recently, on the anniversary, it was probably a couple of years ago now. Um, I felt, um, felt like I was supposed to like, look for God in the details in a way that I hadn't before. Um, so I was like, I, I mean, where do I start? So I started looking at scriptures that, um, had the same date. So I was like, all right. So I was in there from like, I don't know, 319 to, uh, the, the 19th of March, through like the 31st or the 1st of April. Mm -hmm. And, um, so the scripture that I found was from Daniel three and that the verses lined up and we didn't plan that. It wasn't like I, she's five. Like we picked that name because we liked their faith. I hadn't lined that those dots hadn't been connected yet that, um, you know, God using in the details of probably the deepest valley of my life, birthing the name of our greatest blessing. Right. Um, so I was like, man, if you would have said yes. Yeah. To, the, to that prayer. Yeah. You know, there, there wouldn't be a Misha. Yeah. Um, so that's. Yeah. Just very special to me. You know how he was in all of those details. 
um, even when it was really dark. Yeah. Um, and it's been, what year are we in now? 2021. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been 18 years and, um, you know, there's, there's still more to like, he's not letting it be wasted. Not only yeah. that, but he's just uh, ushering in so much good and so much healing from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm very, I'm grateful for his faithfulness, even when mine was non-existent yeah. during parts of parts of this. Yeah. Well, and you know, my family and I walked through a pretty traumatic time with my sister a couple years ago and just going through the whole process of dealing with trauma and dealing with grief and, Mm -hmm. you know, watching the impact that it was, I, you know, just thinking and remembering in the midst of that, of Mm -hmm. God's faithfulness, you know, how in that moment, it looked like nothing was going to be okay. Nothing felt okay. Everything Mm -hmm. felt like it was shattered and ugly and difficult. And we were all reeling from this. And we're just like, what, what, why would this happen? Why would something this bad take place? And just, just thinking about looking back. And I, and I feel like that's such a pivotal thing in, in just the healing process is in the moment, it's so hard to see that anything's going to be okay. It's hard right. to see that I'm going to be better than I am right now. Right. Um, it's hard to see that the next day could even be possible. Right. With the darkness that I'm feeling, but how God is not afraid of those things. Right. Yes. It's not like, oh, I was not prepared for this. You are really crazy. Okay. Right, well, right, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You know, and just a friend and I were talking today of, of just talking about the fire, you know, so mm. it's neat that you brought that up of just how we go through the flames mm-hmm. and my, my favorite scripture or one of them, cause I, I like a lot, but there's some you know, good ones in there. Yeah. yeah I know, right? <laughs> um, it's talking about like, when you go through the fire, I will be with you, you know, yeah. when you go through deep waters Yeah, uh, and just thinking about like, just, just because we, we bear the image of Christ and just because we follow him and serve him and know him does not mean that we're not going to be dealing with those things. It doesn't right. mean yeah. that we won't experience. And I think that that's hard sometimes to reconcile as a Christian, because you would think, God, why would you let me endure something this bad? I mm-hmm. gave you my life, you know, like it is, you know, you know, that like that yeah. is such a hard thing to reconcile, but how willing what's just so profound to me is just how willing God is to be in that ugly with us. Yes. As we walk it through, because I think we're so used to not having anybody walk through just the darkness with us. Yeah. Uh, You know, they'll walk to a certain depth, but not like the depth. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. No matter how low we go. I remember when I was dealing with depression uh, about 10 years ago, just that whole thing of, I'm like, God, how low will you go with me? Because I'm pretty mm-hmm. low right now. Yeah. And he said, however low you go, I'm right there. And I remember that just That's being awesome. a moment where I'm like, so what you're saying is, because I was trying to escape too, mm-hmm. you know, it was that like, give me just, just give me one, one word that you're not yeah. as low as I am and I'll, I'll be done, you know, kind yeah. of. And it was just like, no, 
no matter how low you go, I am so there. And I think that that's so pivotal and important because even when people are gone, even when people don't understand the healing process that you go through or, you know, in the acting out while you're healing or the questioning or the crying out, even with people don't understand God is right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so encouraging. I, 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 for me, like I'm, I'm hoping everybody that hears it. Yes. Like no matter how low God's there, something you said that I think is super impactful um, when you said your family, that we went through it. Um, when I hindsight, everything that happened, um, without my support system, I would have 100% derailed, right? Like it was thinking of my mom, um, that I didn't commit suicide, right? Cause it was like, she'd blame herself and that cause your yeah. mom's carry responsibility. Yeah. Like there's just what yeah. mom's doing. And it's like, well, that, I, I can't do that. But it was people that, and it was different people at different times. There were some yeah. people that have been with me the whole way. And, um, but just the community piece of surrounding yourselves, not just with anybody, mm-hmm. but with people that are going to either just sit with you mm-hmm. and not say anything or sit with you and still be like, okay, you, yeah. you can exhale. Let's take one more step. Even yeah. if it's a ugly looking step or whatever, <laughs> but it's just yeah. like, just this community of people that like to share our faith. So like on the times, on the days when my faith wasn't present, you know, the, those first six months, you know, my, I got to borrow my grandparents. Yeah. And um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. I'm glad you asked God that question of how low you're willing to go with me. I think there's this stigma Mm -hmm. in modern church life where it's like, if your answer is anything other than blessed and highly favored, you're not grateful. And it's like, well, I think God gives space for our humanity. Like he did us, he knows we're crazy. Like he knows that we're struggling. He's like, I hung the stars. I can handle your struggle. Yeah. It's like, he's independent of time. He can handle our frustration and our, our lag, like all of this. So I'm just going to be transparent. I started thinking as I was telling the stories, like, Oh, I'm skipping over. I'm not telling this in a way that's linear. And then I was like, well, my healing wasn't linear either. Um, so it's like, it is, it's, it's messy. There'd be some seasons where it's like, man, tremendous growth and progress. And then other seasons where it's like, did I move at all? Or yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm, I feel like dust has settled on me because I've moved so little yeah. or, and I think I'm 17 steps backwards. And, right. um, but all of that zoomed out. It was okay. Right. Yeah. Like it's just to have, a um, a more not zoomed out where you're not intimately involved with what's happening in your life or in your mind, but mm-hmm. to be able to zoom out and be like, all right, what's happening to me is, isn't just for me, right? Like, it wasn't just to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's, there's more to it. Like mm-hmm. there's still breath in my lungs. I still got off pulse, whether it's natural or not, that means yeah. <laughs> that God still has work yeah. for me to do. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great that you asked God that question with yeah. it. Cause he's so powerful, right. And so yeah. loving. Um, and sometimes I think we try to pretend that we're at a different place than what we really are. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're just wasting, wasting your time. I'm independent of time. So it's fine, but just yeah. punctuating your own progress. And, yeah. and well, and, and just the understanding that, and, and what I've loved about, about your story and what you've shared. And I know that there's so much more involved in it, but that it's okay to not be okay. It really is. It's okay to deal with those things, you know, because it's, it's, 
It is. And like what you were saying in the modern church world, if the answer is anything other than blessed and highly favored, or (laughs) I've got the mind of Christ. And it's like, yeah, I know those things, but sometimes, and and to me, that's also the importance of really building the word of God up in you is so that those moments happen. Uh, you know, then it's like, okay, I know the truth here. I can't feel it right now, but I can work toward that because I know, you know, right. and, and, and that, and, but there are people who don't have that truth. They yeah. don't know those things, but, and, and if somebody who, who doesn't know the truth of who Jesus is, is listening, I'll just say, it's okay to not be okay. It Absolutely. is, it's okay to be in the middle of of the thick of just anger and depression and, and wonder like, what is going on? Because he's right there with you and he's inviting you to just reach up, you know, and, and just take hold of him. And it's not going to make everything okay immediately. I mean, it didn't make everything okay immediately for me. And I'm sure it didn't for you, but just knowing that you have somebody there to walk through with you, you know, and then, um, I had a question, but I actually don't remember what it was. Um, anyway, so like, as we kind of just kind of wrap this up, cause I know we could just, mm-hmm. we could probably talk for hours. About I know there's so many, it was like, man, God's so cool. We could talk about them all day. <laughs> I know. Um, but in, in the process of healing, um, was there, which it's, it's like we were talking about before we started recording, it's just like, there's been so many pivotal moments throughout yes. everything, yes. you know, like different seasons have different markers. Yeah. Um, but was there one pivotal moment where you realized I really, really, really need to start healing from this? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Uh, several, <laughs> several yeah. times. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the withdrawal, mm-hmm. um, coming downstairs, um, realizing, cause I'd already seen a couple of counselors by then. Um, but I think there was so much I was holding on to still, I think coming, coming down and seeing that, um, it's like, okay, they're seeing something in me, um, that I'm not. Yeah. Um, so there was, I think, yeah. I mean, I would say that morning coming downstairs just because I'd just become kind of a shell of who I was. And it was like, man, God, God made me vibrantly. And I wasn't vibrant in that season. I was just yeah. sad, broken and gray. And, um, so I think coming downstairs and recognizing if I'd gotten to a point where I don't remember parts of July and August of 2003, because of the addiction, then, that's not okay. Right. That's not sustainable living. That doesn't honor what I claim to believe, um, which is a faith in, in Jesus Christ. And it's like, all right, I'm so far off of where I profess to believe in. Like I need help in a, in a different way. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, and just, yeah, we'll just, I, there's so many, (laughs) it's, um, just, Yeah. I love that you said they saw something in me that I didn't, because I think oftentimes when you're in the thick of that, you just, you don't even know who you are anymore. And and just having somebody who's like, I still see you as valuable. Like, right. Just because you're going through this does not make you, it doesn't decrease your value at all. 
Yes. You know, that's so good to say. Yeah. yeah. It does. It does not, it does not. Yeah. It just, it doesn't decrease your value at all. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's so important because I feel like there's a lot of silent sufferers yes. anymore because they think yeah. I don't want to share what I'm going through. I don't want to share what happened to me because right. I don't want to decrease my value in the eyes of other people. Right. And we really have got to be that safe place for people to open up because I do believe that there is a lot of healing in transparency. Yes. Um, and I understand. Yeah. There's, what was it? There's a verse in there where it talks, well, yeah, we got to find it. I think it's in James, James or Hebrew, where it talks about confess to one another to give healing, right? We get forgiveness from our sins from, from Jesus, big fan, but healing comes from transparency and getting it out, right? Like it loses its power. It makes it, it honors, it honors its existence. Yeah. I think it loses so much strength. Mm-hmm. just by putting it out there to be able to say like, I got tortured in a hospital yeah. in Germany by people that were really against America at the time. I experienced an awful evil, right? Yeah. Like I was betrayed by, by nurses, all those things. Being able, being able to speak it honors the experience in a way, right? Cause I got offers yeah. to sue and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. no amount of money will like, it just felt it was like yeah. any amount of money seems to negate or insult the experience. Yeah. yeah. But to be able to say like, hey, this happened. Yeah. It was wrong. Yeah. It almost like it almost like puts it out. We're like, okay, now that it's out, let's start dealing with it. Exactly. Exactly. And just just because you're speaking it out loud, just because you're saying, Oh, I'm dealing with this. I mean, we need that validation because yeah. what happened to us, what happened to you, what went on was real. Yeah. It was not okay. It was yeah. not. God ordained, like you didn't right. do something wrong to, you know what I mean? Like the whole, yeah. the whole thing there. And I feel like there's this in, in, especially just, and when I, when I say like the church crowd, I'm, I'm more specifically talking about like just the basic religion where it's not, it's not like it, it's more, uh, like law based. Does that make sense? Where, where, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Okay. I, if I'm understanding what you're saying, it like, it almost reduces things to a transactional level. Yes. Where yes, Christ is so you. relational and yes, yes. yeah, and it's so like, much grace filled and truth. And yeah. yeah. Yes. That's thank you. I'm glad you said that. Cause I'm like, we're well, a great team. We're doing awesome. Say, but, you know, <laughs> but just because we validate something doesn't mean that it it's like, okay, well I validated it. So let's stay here. It's like, no, we're, we're validating. It's, it's time to move forward. Like, that's right. That's right. Let's go forward because you deserve that healing. You need that healing. Like Christ died for that. Like he, he, um, so, okay. Uh, one, uh, wow. A final question (laughs) that I have, and if there's anything else you want to add, go for it. But something, you know, just thinking about like in the thick of healing, um, was there, a certain thing that you did, you know, maybe it was a scripture or maybe a song Mm. or, uh, drawing, you know what I mean? Like that as you, that would, you would just keep going back to kind of as a marker of, okay, this is helping me process things. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great question. Honestly, it was a myriad of things, um, painting, drawing, journaling, um, uh, journaling a lot. I think switching, uh, to, uh, more of like a, a gratitude focus with my prayer was 
was helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, drawing, drawing really helped. Um, I think because I let it be as awful as I needed it to be. So then it, so it wasn't like, and I was ashamed when I would see it, right? Cause it was just, it was so awful. Um, but it was kind of a mile marker too, because I like, I would draw it over and over and over and over and over again. And then I would draw it a little bit less mm-hmm. and then I would draw it a little bit less. And then I, I would journal something good that happened that day. Yeah. And then I draw it, I draw it, I draw it, I draw it. I draw it a little bit less, draw it a little bit less. Um, angry prayer, angry prayer. Oh, one that's led with gratitude. So it was, I think anything to get out what was taking up mental real estate mm-hmm. um just helped scriptures goodness there's so many of them yeah. one that i've found um great comfort in though is from psalm 73 verses 25 and 26 mm-hmm. um saying like what could i want more uh than you lord in all the earth like you're the um even if my heart and flesh may fail, you're the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved that because it was like, I'm, I felt so defined by having, um, um, you know, a heart, a heart condition, like most, you know, seeing cardiologist notes that say like insufficient. I'm like, well, that's rude, but <laughs> it can get yeah. in your head. Yeah. Um, so I think to know, it's just like, well, no, I, I would think I'm like, I, I would take it as like a failure versus well no like this is an opportunity to show what god has done in my life right so to say like my heart and flesh may fail first i was like well why would i want that to happen i don't want it to happen i'm human it's going to happen so to be able to say i'm still victorious i'm still triumphant i'm still co-heirs with jesus christ to all of heaven Mm -hmm. like there's so much power and freedom and affirmation in that and it's just like to say that he's my strength and portion forever that means if all else fails yes even on the days when my faith fails, um, you know, when my parenting fails, when all, when all, when I'm just all sorts of messed up, yeah, it's like, yeah. okay, God still got me. So it, it, for me, it helped usher in freedom that I don't have to have it. Yeah. I don't have to say, oh, I've got this. I'm like, well, no, I, I actually don't. <laughs> yeah. yes. I can't control my heartbeat. I don't have this, yes. but I know who does. And right. uh, so it's like, I can lean into that. So um, tons of other verses, but that one I think is the one that over such a long period of time, I still like, whenever I read it, it, I feel like I can exhale in a different way. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's one of my favorite scriptures too. It's just the reminder that like, gosh, I'm so thankful. <laughs> I'm yeah. So thankful for God. I'm so thankful that he sent his son because it's like, I don't have to try and be anything because he is in me. Right. So, yeah. He's uh, enough. He's got it. Yes. yes. Okay. So <laughs> For those of you that, wow, Um, for those who may be going through either just a healing process on the other side, um, maybe they're close to somebody who's walking through dealing with PTSD, depression, anxiety, all of those things. What advice would you give? Mm. Oh, goodness. To (laughs) admit it, Mm -hmm. just admit it and get help. Right. And and to give yourself grace, mm-hmm. right. To be able to say, you know, no, I'm not okay. And that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we will compare ourselves to who we picture who we're supposed to be once everything's said and done. And it's like, well, that, who are you supposed to be today? Right now. Yeah. yeah. It's not realistic. Like sometimes at the end of the day, exhaling, like, just like, Hey, 
I did it today. Um, So I'd say get help. Absolutely get help. I can't tell you how many counselors I've seen over the years in different seasons of my life. Um, And I mean, not even sometimes longer, like as short as a couple months, as long as like nine months, it it just, it's like, get help, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, don't give up on yourself. Like Mm -hmm. if there's still breath in your lungs and you still have a heartbeat, that means there's somebody that needs to, needs to experience you in their life. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's value just to your existence. So to not give up on your existence, I don't want anybody to ever stay in the place um, where they think the world would be better without them or that there's only one way out. Cause you know, I I thought that and I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong in that and um, and incorrect. Um, So all of that to say, get help, admit it when something, something's wrong. Um, And to remind yourself you have value just, Mm -hmm for who you are, right? Like mm-hmm. I think of the scripture where it says, God rejoices over me with singing yes. and dancing. I'm like, yes. oh, he doesn't look on me out with obligation or disappointment or yeah. duty. He yeah. wants to look at me. And yes. it's just like, well, if he wants to look at me and celebrates my existence, I can honor it by not giving up. Yes. Yeah. I there, trust me, there have been days where I've said, I'm going to make it until lunch tomorrow you know, mm-hmm. and then I would set a new one or until yeah. the next day of just like, okay, I, I can make it for X amount of time. And yeah. then when we get to that point, I'm going to increase it. You know, instead yeah. of being like, I'm going to make it to the end of the week. It's like, listen, the end of the week, right. far away, you <laughs> know, a long ways away. <laughs> yeah, Let's just go yeah. to the next day and then we'll move it, you know? So I, I love yeah. that. I love that. And it is, I mean, there's so much. Um, okay. So how can people connect with you, reach out? You know, I'm sure that there will probably be some people who maybe have some more questions or. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, social media is great. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, just Daytona Erkin. Um, yeah. And anybody's story, you know, that needs to share or anything like that. Um, definitely. That's the best way to reach out mm-hmm. reach out to me. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you again so much for joining me, for sharing your story, for just being open and transparent. Um, Cause I, I know there will be just as we prayed before, it's the right yeah. people who need yeah. the message will hear the message. And I know just hearing it twice, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like it has been impactful even in that to just mm. here in this season, it's okay to not be okay. You know, that's right. That's um, right. So yes, again, thank you so much for- Thanks for having me. I've so enjoyed um, our time together. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.